Hello, and welcome to the Three Timbers podcast series, Life Interrupted. Today we are joined by Jeff Ryan and Joe Slayback. Welcome back to the Three Timbers podcast, Life Interrupted. It is great to have you back with us. I am Jeff Ryan, and I am joined by Joe Slabaugh, a man who can eat his own weight in Cheetos. Joe, how are you doing? I'm doing really well, Jeff. How are you today? I'm doing great. It's great to see you. Good to see you. A lot of people don't realize that you can eat that many Cheetos. I Including myself. Yeah. Yeah. That's exciting, that's, though. I, that's 200 pounds of Cheetos. 200 pounds. Yeah. Okay. That's, a, that's a lot of Cheetos. That's a lot of Cheetos. So I'm learning so much about myself through you. Well, it's important. I see you, like I know you. And so my goal is to share with our listeners who you really are. And I think it's important that they know that you are a unique individual, unlike anyone they could have ever met their whole life. Including myself. Yes, including yourself. I'm learning that I'm a unique individual. You are a very unique individual. That's, so. that's true. I can figure out who the unique individual is in this conversation. Well, it's you, obviously. Oh, obviously. It's obviously 100%. always you. Yeah. You're the most unique individual. But uh, Well, with that intro, it's great to see you guys. Thanks so much for being a part of this podcast. Um, I, I will have to go buy a bag of Cheetos and we'll see how far I can go. Or if you would like to buy Joe a bag of Cheetos and give that to him, he would really appreciate that. So, uh, not trying to start anything, but feel free to bring your bag of Cheetos anytime you see Joe. That would be kind of cool if we could get some bags of Cheetos at the office. Yeah, that, that we, would work. We would love that. That would be great. But it's great to have, have you with us. Always you're, uh, joined by Grant who is producing and doing a fantastic job and, uh, we're excited um, to continue this podcast, and we uh, we really appreciate you uh, journeying on. And you know, we thought 2020 we could finally put it behind us, and and 2021 is uh, going to be on to bigger and better things. And um, you know, I saw somebody put a post that said I had my free seven day trial of 2021, and I'd like to give it back, please. <laughs> yeah, I saw that one. That was pretty good. <laughs> and uh, it's it's like unprecedented. You know what we're going through. There's a there's a lot that's going on, not just COVID. I mean, have you ever in your life seen so much upheaval happening at one time? It's unprecedented, um, at least in our generation, for sure. I saw a meme the other day, and it was 2020, a picture of a guy who just did some incredible like backflip thing. And everybody was saying, nobody can do that. Nobody can do that. And then 2021 says, hold my beer. Yeah. And he's just about to do something more crazy. And that's what it feels like. It feels like 2021 is trying to one up 2020. And I don't think anybody asked for that. No. I think no. all of us were like, no, 2021, you can just relax. Yeah. There's no reason to be any more crazy. Um, and yet, yeah, we are a, a couple of weeks in and um, things are not settling down. They're accelerating. No, and you know, this is a little bit different. We really, you know, we talked about this and, you know, we want to kind of address that right now, uh, the world is shaking in, in so many different ways. And sometimes in life, our world shakes personally. We all have stories and, and we'll get into those where sometimes it just feels like everything around you is is just so chaotic. Mm -hmm. And and that happens to us personally. But, you know, one of the the things that we all are experiencing together is is the chaos right now, is the world is is shaking. And so 
you know, we want to talk a little bit about that from a macro perspective. What do we do when our world is, is shaking like it is right now? But then we also want to look at it from a micro perspective. How do we work through that on a daily basis? And, and Joe, how have you kind of been processing all of these things that are happening in our world right now? Hmm. That's a good question. Um, and for those of you guys who are listening to us, maybe it's a few months down the road, and this is an archived episode for you or something like that, we apologize. But whether it's the current events that we're going through right now and what we've been experiencing over the last couple of weeks is obviously uh, another protest leading to riots in Washington, D.C. and a lot of political upheaval. Um, there's been a lot of people on both sides of the aisle, a lot of people who really don't have any interest in politics at all, who have all of a sudden felt very strongly one way or another. So that's yep. what we're going through right now. If that's not happening as you're listening, um, we, we hope that you'll stick with us, but also know that chaos happens in all shapes and sizes, whether it's national, global, or micro. Maybe you're living through a chaotic season in your life that's unique to you. And our hope today is that as you're listening, that you would find some comfort and some hope in that. Because as Jeff, you were asking, how am I responding to this? Um, I have had to remind myself multiple times to listen more than I speak. And that's been, it's been tough because I've been getting angry uh, if I can just be honest, I have had some frustration with family members and friends. And one thing about social media that does something better than any of the other form of communication is that it gets people's private thoughts out on a public platform. So now, like never before, can we learn what other people are thinking? And whether we agree with that or we don't, we're definitely learning it. Um, so for me, just having to have a lot of conversations with people or reading a lot of different posts and the vast majority of people that I'm reading about or vast majority of posts from friends of mine, they are well-intended. And I think that's really important. I don't, I don't see a lot of malicious people. I, I see a lot of people who are genuinely upset and they are trying to share their emotions. They're trying to get it out. It's a cathartic experience. But um, it's been frustrating for me because I've had to remind myself a lot to just hold my tongue and to listen to what other people are having to say. James says it this way, be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry. And that has been something that I've had to do um, on a daily basis for the last few weeks. Well, I think that's great wisdom. You know, I think that is so important. What, what you said, listening is important. And, and I think, you know, uh, slow to speak is important. We seem so quick to be able to speak. And I know for me, you know, it's been a little bit of disbelief to to kind of realize what is happening and, you know, how did we get to this moment of of, of just so much frustration and anger and, and discord. And, you know, it just feels like the world is shaking. And, and, and the scripture that God led me to is in Hebrews 12, um, you know, 28. It says, therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful and so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe, for God is a consuming fire. And, you know, a lot of people are consumed um, by what is happening. A lot of people are very passionate about their viewpoint on it, but I think Scripture makes it clear um, that we need to be consumed by God. And, and, and being consumed by God means that we are living for the kingdom of God. 
And there's a difference between the kingdom of God and kind of this worldly kingdom that we kind of either find ourselves in or trying to build. And, you know, the difference is that the kingdom of God cannot be shaken. And and our world can be shaking and our world is shaking. And And so my question to you, Joe, is how do you feel that we can more be rooted in the kingdom of God because it can't be shaken as opposed to finding ourselves constantly in this worldly kingdom that continues to be shaken. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's tough. There's a lot of American Christians that are really focused more on their nationality than their citizenship as a, a son or a daughter in the kingdom of God. And it is really hard to differentiate between the two of those. You know, first thing I would encourage people to do is in Matthew 6, 33, it says, seek first the kingdom of God and everything else will be added unto you. What Jesus is saying is seek first God and his kingdom. Seek yep. first me and everything else falls into place. Um, so the first thing that we have to take some time and really acknowledge in ourselves and just be honest with ourselves is, are we putting God first? And in the middle of crisis or in the middle of chaos, that is, that is an essential. And if we're not doing that, then everything else is going to kind of fall out of balance rather than being in balance. So the first thing I would really encourage people to do is if you're in a crisis situation right now, or if you're seeing chaos, you have to ask yourself the question, am I putting God first right now? Uh, that puts it in perspective. Yeah, and that's just such a, a critical point because God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And when we seek God and when we are rooted in God, there is a stability there. Yeah, uh, That doesn't mean that, that challenges won't come and interruptions won't come, but God's kingdom isn't going to be shaken. It won't be shaken by anything that shakes us, so to speak. And I think that you know another text that, that comes to mind is Psalm 46. Um, it says, God is our refuge and strength an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. It feels a little bit right now um, like the mountains have given way. It feels right now like the waters are roaring in every possible way um, in our culture, in our society, and sometimes even in our own personal lives, it seems like things are, are, are falling apart. I mean, I know, you know, for us, for Christy and I, you know, it felt like that when we were trying to start a family and, and the doctor said, you aren't going to be able to start a family. You don't have that option. The biology is not going to work. And it just, it just felt like our world was falling apart, you know, all around us. And, and then, you know, to see that how God's word was able to, to speak and bring us comfort in that time. Um, and, you know, as it says here, God is our refuge and our strength. I know when our world was falling apart is when we really, really felt the presence of God in our lives because we were seeking him. And, you know, how has God, Joe, been a refuge and a strength in your life uh, when, when you've had to deal with some of the things that are happening in, in your world? Yeah. Well, you make a great point there. And I love the story that you share um, because that's such a palpable and relatable story, whether it's somebody who's also had problems with um, having kids or just having family issues and you feel like you're all alone. You feel like there's just no other option. 
Um, and yet at the same time, reminding yourself that, hey, God is in control. You know, that, that, that's something that I deal with all the time. Um, I remember when I was a little kid and I got into a, a big bike accident <laughs> and was racing a friend of mine down a hill um, and I wiped out on some gravel and jumped the curve and landed in a tree and broke my arm and there was blood everywhere. It was, it was crazy, um, but it was chaos. And then, you know, it's so f weird because the first person to show up to help us out was my friend's dad. And he was the adult, you know, we were the kids. We were probably like 10 years old, whatever. And I was crying. My friend was crying. You know, we thought my life was over because I saw blood everywhere. My arm really hurt. And we were still, you know, the bike was on the ground. It was completely mangled. And his dad just comes over perfectly calm, picks me up, puts me in his car and we drive the one block back to their house and we, you know, start getting me bandaged up and go to the doctor and stuff like that. And I think it's, it's an interesting story. It's a random story. I'm sorry if that was too random for you guys, but it really reminds me of how a calming presence changes the entire circumstance. Um, you know, if we wanted to take this and apply this to how God is, I really believe that God is that unshakable presence in the midst of chaos. Remember Jesus when he calmed the storm with the disciples in the boat and how the disciples, the same thing like me, freaking out, can't believe this is happening, think that we're going to die. And they call for Jesus who's sleeping down in the hole of the ship. And they say, hey, get up here. We're all going to die. We're about to drown. Don't you even care? And just like my friend's dad in my story, Jesus gets up and just calmly walks to the front of the ship and quiets the storm. And I think for a lot of people who are Christians, but are being consumed right now, not by God, but being consumed by what's going on in the world, we've kind of forgotten that God is that calming presence that really can change everything and anything if we would just focus on him. Yeah. And, you know, so many people uh, are even just tired of, of reading about this and hearing about this, that they're like, I'm just going to turn the TV off or I'm not going to read any more articles. And, you know, we can all seek refuge right? Some people seek refuge in turning off the TV. Some people seek refuge in, in food or alcohol or, or whatever it may be, but there's really only one refuge. Cheetos. Or Cheetos, as in your case, and eating 200 pounds of Cheetos Obviously. is impressive. I have to say that. Um, you, you know, there's only one option for true refuge. And when you think of refuge, refuge is a safe word. It means that you're protected. It, it means that you can have that calming influence. And so God is our refuge, but God's also our strength. Um, it can be very discouraging in our culture right now. Um, you don't want to have certain conversations with people. You don't want to identify yourself a certain way because people may have some really hard, hurtful things to say. You don't want to out yourself. Yeah, you don't yeah. want to out yourself right. as being this or that because people say, well, you ought to you know, type of a thing. And so you say, I don't even have the strength to go on. I, I've talked to so many people who are drained, who are exhausted by this and they don't have the strength. And sometimes when your world is shaking, you don't, you couldn't have strength. And that's why God's our strength. Yeah. God gives us the strength to take that next step. And, you know, I know for, for, for Christy and I, we just, we were done. We were like, God, I guess it's just not in the cards for, for us to have kids and we did not have the strength but it was it was God's strength giving us the ability one more time 
to say, God, you know, here's our heart. And, you know, when you don't rely on your strength, but you rely on God's strength, it's amazing how strong you can be. And, and so I guess, is there a time, Joe, that you can think about in your life where, you know, it was God's strength that helped you just take that next step? I'm not saying that fixed it in a moment, but God just gave you the strength to take one more step in your journey. Well, if you take a look at this year, um, because what's been going on over the last couple of weeks, you guys, is not an island or an isolated incident. It is just the addition of other things that have been happening all year long. Um, and it's been, it's been tough for me, like I'm sure it's been tough for you. Um, 2020 has not been easy. Quarantine was not easy. Um, I've had now multiple family members over the past, what, year that have tested positive for COVID and have had to quarantine. And thankfully, in my situation, I'm just so thankful that all of them have recovered 100%, which is great. But we've all been affected. Um, and because of that is escalated everything. Um, so the emotional baggage from 2020 has been pretty immense for me. And what I've had to do is just consistently go back and dump it in God's trash can. And the way we kind of would talk about that is to entrust God with the pain that we're going through. First Peter 5, 7 says it this way, cast your cares on him for he cares for you. And I was taught that a long time ago. I don't remember who specifically, but thinking about visualizing a trash can. And how we take the emotional baggage that we have in our lives, uh, whether that's being bumped by friends or family members or maybe being offended by what somebody says or that what they don't say, and we pour that out to God and we trust that he will take care of it. That's really what First Peter 5, 7 is talking about. So for me, 2020 has been a lot of having to pour my cares, my concerns, my pain out to God and trusting that he is going to take care of it, which he does because he promises it in his scripture and then you experience it in your life. But for me, 2020 has kind of all been one long process of going through a stressful circumstance. Yeah. I mean, I think it has been for everybody. It's been challenging. And, and I know that you, you've done a lot of traveling um, in ministry and traveled around the world and, and you've stayed at some of the top flight hotels. I mean, that's kind of who you are. And, you know, one of the things that you've probably experienced with all of your five-star hotels um, are bellhops. And oh, yeah. um, I've always had this image of, of, of God as a bellhop. Um, you talked about a trash can. I, I, I feel like a bellhop where I tend to carry around so much of my stress, my anxiety, my worry, my doubt, my fear. And, and I want to I kind of check in and I want to be with God. And God says, well, you got to let me take those bags. You can't keep carrying those bags around. And, um, you know, you know, when you travel, you've got your suitcase and you've got hair products and you've got a lot of the, the, the bags that you carry around. But we're not meant to carry those bags around. We've got to give them to Jesus so that we can be kind of unencumbered. Mm. That's very good. I like that. Yes. You're exactly right. To all the five-star hotels I've been to with so, all the hair products I have, yeah. do have to find somebody to carry those bags. Sure you do. You need you know, I will say I've been to one five-star hotel. It was in Seoul, South Korea, you guys, and it was the coolest experience ever. So yeah, the one five-star hotel, I did see some bellhops and it was very exciting. Um, whether it's hair products or Cheetos. maybe Cheetos. Cheetos, sure. sure. Travel with sure. Cheetos. Uh, some sort of a wax for your bald head, whatever the case may be, <laughs> whoever you are, 
Um, we do need to find, and that's really key. That's important. We're not going to overpass this, but it is important to find ways to pass off the baggage that you have to God and make sure that he can handle it because he promises that he yeah. says that in his word. He says, come to me, all of you who are weak and weary, and I will give you rest. Yeah. You can put your yoke on top of me. Yeah. Like that's exactly what God wants us to do. And yet a lot of us, man, we just try to do it by our own strength. Yeah. And that, I, and I love that verse. I was um, at a church in Florida and uh, they had stained glass um, in the back and that was the verse that was written. So, you know, every, every Sunday when I would get up to preach, I would see that verse come unto you, come unto me, all of you who are weary and burdened and I will give you rest. And that is so important that we come to Jesus and, you know, that is the macro, right? You know, we've been talking about the macro way uh, to handle all of the chaos and all of the, yeah. the things that are happening on. But how does that filter down into the micro, to the day-to-day? -day? Like, mm. that's great in theory, and we need to do it. We need to give Jesus our, our baggage. We need to dump it in the God's trash can. But how do we, on a daily basis kind of walk through life when the world is shaking around us. Yeah, no, that's so important. I really hope that you guys are listening and following along with us because what we've been talking about up until this point is how do we deal with the effects of a chaotic situation? And what Jeff and I are kind of learning together as we're talking is that the way that you deal with the effects of a chaotic situation is to focus your eyes on God and to pour out your complaints, to empty your emotional baggage to Him but there's another side of that, which is, okay, that's how we deal with the way we've been affected between us and God, that vertical relationship. But how do we conduct ourselves in the day-to-day, -day, the practical living, the horizontal relationships, if you will, between us and other people? And I, I think, you know, you have to have both. You can't have one and yep. not the other. You know, there's a couple of verses that really have rung true for me over the last several months when it comes to how we should engage with one another. Uh, the first one that hits me is Romans 12. It's 17 through 19. It says, do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, it is mine to avenge, I will repay, says the Lord. And right there in Romans 12, maybe one of the most incredible verses that you will ever come across. It says, if it is all possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. And this verse has been a huge verse in my life. It's Romans 12, 18. And you have to take it piece by piece. First off, Paul says, if it's possible, because hey, guess what? Sometimes living at peace with the world is not possible. Mm, yep. Sometimes there are seasons where we have to go to war with one another, whether it's one-on-one -on -one or it's country against country. It's just not possible. But Paul puts an addendum to that. He says, as far as it depends on you. And that is just so intense to think about that because how many times have we had a fight with somebody else and we're just like, it's not possible to be nice to this guy. It's just not possible for me to get along with this person. And you know what? It's not about them. It's about you. And Paul puts all of the responsibility on us. He says, as far as it depends on you, we have to live at peace with everyone is how the verse finishes out. So it's our responsibility to seek out peace 
with anyone and everyone to try to listen to other people's perspectives and find common ground, find ways to move on and disagree in peaceful ways. That's our responsibility. That's not the other person's responsibility. That's on us. Jeff, what does that mean to you? Well, kindness is a choice and not a response. We have to choose to be kind to one another. If, if kindness is based solely upon responding how someone else thinks and lives and treats us, then we've missed the biblical understanding of what it means to be kind and live at peace with one another. I mean, unity is probably, I think, the first or second topic of the entire New Testament. I mean, it is important that as Christ followers, we seek unity. And we have a choice. You know, kindness is a choice. We have to choose to be kind. And some people say, well, I can't be kind to that person because that, no, you have a choice. We all have a choice. Yeah, man. If God can be kind to us, then we can be kind to anybody. You know, if you guys, God knows me, God knows Jeff, he knows every single part of us. And if he can still be kind to us and our sinful ways and all the different ways that we've messed up, then we can be kind to anybody. Yeah. That's how I see it. No, I mean, we, we often miss the context, right? Mm -hmm. For we are Romans 3, 23 for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Yeah. We all fall short, yeah. but yet we, we think that other people have to be at a certain level. Look, we're all sinners, uh, and God's grace is for all sinners, not just certain sinners. And if we are going to imitate Christ as we're called, if we're going to be ambassadors for Christ, emissaries for Christ, kindness has to be our default position. Yeah. Kindness has to be a choice. Yeah. And just to be clear, we're not saying to be a doormat. No. And let other people walk all over you because you're just being kind and you're being the peacemaker here. No, we as Christians, we have a responsibility to speak the truth. That That's a responsibility of us. We need to look at the world and say, hey, this is where you're different from what God wants you to live. And we're going to point that out. But I want to share with you guys, this will be my last verse for the day. It's Ephesians 4.15. And it says, instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ. And that is just so important. If you speak truth to somebody, if you see someone doing something wrong or believing a wrong way, yeah, you do have a responsibility to speak truth to that situation, but you have to do it in love. And if you're not doing it in love, this is what happens. People will forget your message and all they will remember is your attitude. Yep. And I really believe that's what's happened a lot in our country. All these protests, all these different opinions and different movements that have been going on. And I'll be honest, I have agreed with the intentions of most of them. But the attitude has overshadowed the message. And now all we can remember is the attitudes and the results of bad moods and bad attitudes and bad decisions and the messages behind all these different protests and all these different opinions going out in the world have been lost. If we don't speak the truth in love, then we have lost the battle. And I think a lot of Christians right now are not speaking the truth in love. They're speaking the truth in superiority or self-righteousness or even hate. And that is never going to win over another person. It's all about presentation. It's all about presentation. You know, in my, in my former life, part of my job was to make sure that the presentation at the game was really, really good. Because if you have a bad presentation, that's all people are going to remember and that's all they're going to focus on. But if you have a good presentation, it will enhance their experience. Well, when that scripture that you just read, the truth in love, love is the presentation there. 
You know, truth is the meal, but the presentation is love. And so we need to focus on how we present truth. It has to be presented in tr- in love. And I would argue that it doesn't need to be presented on social media. Uh, once you hit that button, there's no undoing it. You know, I, I think that we need to have more conversations with our brothers and sisters face to face or over the phone in a socially distanced way that they can see our love for them as a person, though we may not agree with certain parts of what they're advocating, but we are letting them see the love of Christ. Uh, Jesus is the perfect example of speaking truth in love to people. And he had to speak some really hard truths to some people, but he did it in a way that was filled with love. And so, you know, the micro uh, of how do we work through these, these, these chaotic days where the world is shaking, or maybe if you're listening, maybe your world is shaking right now. And, and maybe there's a certain person who is shaking it. Uh, Sometimes people shake our world. You can have those hard conversations with them. You can say to people, I don't agree with how you're thinking or how you're acting or how you're doing it, but do it in love. And when we do it in love, I mean, look, what is the greatest commandment? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. And the second, love your neighbor as yourself. Love God, love other people. To me, is such an important step that we need to take to filter things through in these times. Am I loving God and am I loving my neighbor? Yeah, especially during a time like this because people need to see the church more than ever before. And they need to see what it's like to be a Christian. Um, And we need to be those role models. We need to be those lighthouses for people in the darkness right now. So you guys, as we're finishing up our time today, um, yes, we have interrupted ourselves. We interrupted our own series and what we wanted to do today because we want to take a little bit of time and talk about what's been going on in our world. And I hope you guys are hearing what Jeff and I believe to be true is number one, We need to focus on the macro, the big picture, which is, hey, God is still in control. The kingdom of God is not shaken by this. It's not going to be phased by this. So maybe that's some encouragement to you today. The world is not falling down because God is still in control. And then how do we live that out? Well, we have got to be the hope that other people are looking to. And the way that we do that is by seeking peace with others and speaking the truth with love. That's why I think we need to do more and more in 2021. And we hope that this can be a resource and encouragement for you. Uh, We want to also say, hey, if you think this would benefit somebody, send them this podcast. Uh, Maybe this can be a a way to start a conversation, have a conversation, maybe bring some healing to a conversation that was difficult. So we just want to really encourage you that if you feel like this can be something as a resource for you or others that you know to walk through these chaotic kind of world-shaking times, we'd ask you to just forward this on. Uh, We're so glad that you took the time to listen, to join us today. Again, you can always find out more information uh, about Three Timbers at threetimbers.org. You can join us online every Sunday at 10 o'clock on Facebook or join us live at Nate's Stumble Inn um, downtown. I can't guarantee that we're going to have Cheetos, uh, but I would love to. But please feel free to bring Joe all the Cheetos that you can. Joe, any final words? please feel free not to bring me all the Cheetos that you want. Either way, you just feel free. Just be free. That's be, how I want you to live. Be free. Hashtag Cheeto sure. Joe. Thanks so Get much for hanging trendy. out with you guys. We hope you're having a great day, and we will talk to you soon. Take care.